0: Welcome to to the the Elite Shit shit Talkers Podcast. (laughs) I kind of like it. I kind of like it. 13 (laughs) seconds. Done, Sam.
1: Scott, we talk shit on this one, man. That's That's all we do. That's all we do. do.
0: There you go. Let's get
2: it (laughs) popping.
0: See, you know, it's what happens when you, you take Staten Island people, and my wife, she's from Brooklyn, and then you shove us in Utah, and it's like... I'm in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's worth Me, me Jay's, too, bro. Jay's in me Pennsylvania too. too. I'm from the
3: Boondocks. Yeah, I'm up in uh, I'm up in ba- I'm up in Bartonsville, so I feel you. <laughs> All right. We'll link up soon. that will be good too. I'm with it, honestly. To I'm genuinely with it because I want to. Pick I, I watched I watched what you did and I watched like what you do, and I saw oh, it and dude. I saw the video and and it was it was definitely. Uh, it was crazy. Like it was. It was crazy yeah. to, to kind of see it, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's, it was go, beautiful
2: it's too. going to another. It's, it's going to another level now, which is awesome. That's what's up. Well, that's good,
1: but Frank. I'm, Frank, you're gonna you're gonna introduce. Yes, my man I'm going right to here. introduce.
0: So our guest tonight is a New York native. Now he's living uh, outside of Fee, uh, Philly, Pennsylvania. He found himself in rehab out in Baja, Mexico, where he tried i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck this up but it's a high (laughs) ayahuasca and
2: oh he got it yeah i got got it it. first try
0: first try first try (laughs) and after that experience you went back to philly and you said you heard a whisper from god and he told you to stay and that's how you became the whole dealer yeah and that's how you became the whole dealer so ladies and gentlemen we do mostly video, I mean mostly audio, so I'm going to let you know his name. His name is Scott Mannheimer. I don't have any applause, Damn. but. <laughs> welcome, sir. <laughs> welcome, welcome. man. What's up? Yeah, man.
1: Big Scott. It's been a long time, man. I just wanted to, you know, the last post that I put up on Facebook, you actually uh, just replied to it and you reached out to me thinking it was somebody that, that I was dealing with. And first of all, I greatly appreciate you for that, because not a lot of people go ahead and just, you know, put themselves out there. So I greatly appreciate that. Um, But, you know, we got to speaking and I seen that you're doing this and I got a little bit deeper into it. And I was like, wow, he's really going ham right now. So I didn't really know that you were doing this at all like that.
2: I'm hungry. I'm like Zeke Elliott. Just keep treating me. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the pasta. Give me the pasta. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, I seen, I seen, you know, from the you know, last time we seen each other, we was working in the Hilton. You know what I mean? We was, we was, we was tossing people out of the building. That's what we were doing. What
0: oh, joke. big boy status.
1: <laughs> big boy status. We had a good time doing that. What then, South? But, huh? The Hilton Hotel in Staten Island. Okay, yeah, the yeah, we used okay. to, We used to bounce over there. And, uh, what you call it? I just wanted, you know, I wanted to bring you on here so you could speak about, you know, a little bit about your testimony yeah, spread and, your yeah. message. And who, and who the Hope Dealer is.
2: And what That's what I like do. to do. You want me to start off now? Yeah. Yes, this sir. Says, right can. now, this
0: is your platform. you your open forum, sir. Speak.
2: Yeah. Let's do this. You ready? My name is Scott Mann. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Raised in Canarsie uh, and then Mill Basin, uh, Church Avenue, and Flappish. But uh, I was always like a class clown. <laughs> Just starting trouble in school, just getting suspended, doing crazy stuff. Had ADHD. They wanted to put me on Vivant, Adderall, or like a little guinea pig. They use you as. This is what the government mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, my parents wanted to move when I was like twelve or thirteen, and I started dabbling in the, like with gambling. My dad was a did the football sheets and with people. Uh, so basically, I just started dabbling with drinking, smoking weed like a normal. 15, 16 year sixteen-year-old, like everybody does, right. and uh, it just it went escalated. I hung, I, 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 me, I'm big with people, places, and things, choices and decisions.
4: Yeah. That's what I tell everybody
2: when I do an intervention. You could get, you could get, put anybody in front of me, anyone. I don't care if they just got out of jail, any gang member, anybody. And I, I, I absorb to them. They, I tell them, tell me a story for five to ten minutes, and I already know what I have to say. The Holy Spirit to speak. I don't even know I'm doing it doing it. Become, but then I you relate to them better. It, oh, and it's crazy. I could speak to each one of you in a different way and I guarantee you're going to rehab. And it just it's and then I guide them, I direct them, but I basically started going down a deep end. I I worked out a lot, I did steroids, I was a little crazy kid, you know, hanging out in social clubs and all that other crazy stuff, trying to think I'm a wise guy, you know, but I was a nobody. <laughs> Basically, I, I bounced at Capri sweet, all like the street places, social clubs, uh, collecting money for bad dudes, but just stupid stuff I was doing. But I, I got neck surgery in 2013 from just wearing passports and body, like not bodybuilding, but just heavy lifting, real heavy. And uh, I basically, was, even before that, like five, six years, I was just taking pills, going to multiple doctors. I got red flags. I robbed my uncle's house multiple times. I was supposed to do mm. 10 years. But my mm. uncle dropped the charges. And uh, I was just a wild kid. I stole my mother's engagement ring in the second grade. I proposed to my teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, I heard you know, about it's, that it's, one, it's yeah. Some funny funny shit, you know what I mean? It's it's funny it was just, now. It, it, I, I feel like the biggest thing I tell people, you show me your friends, I show you your future. You know, you just... I, I believe in... I really believe in that, like... God like I really I never believed in God I tried to kill myself
4: 12 times high and drunk
2: nobody knows this not many people but now that I had an encounter with God I literally seen Jesus in my prayer room and uh, I, I believe I tried to kill myself 12 times because I was just miserable my grandpa died at I, I my grandpa died when I was 10 years old one day before my birthday so when I, I these friends that I know brought me to the courts of heaven and I had a I seen my grandpa like I seen them, like about a week later, I had a prophetic word and they said angels. And I seen my grandpa clearly. And ever since then, i walk with authority. Like when I pray, I'll pray about,
1: Ooh.
2: and I'll pray for protection and angels and, and special, special things that are gonna enter you guys. Yeah. And when I pray, I speak with authority. So when I walk around Kensington, they're like, are you crazy? You're walking through the hood. I don't I've been to Irvington, Patterson, Camden, doing outreaches. It's it, it's if you don't start, if you walk around like a gangster you get treated like a gangster. That's how I feel. Right, right. Even if, right,
4: right.
2: Even in the clubs, you stare at somebody, get ready to fight. That's just how right. you mind your business. That's, you stay the course, you stay in your lane right, and I tell right. people that's like you, you gotta pop out of that bubble, I tell people. Like right. whatever trauma you had, whatever you had rooting from you, I had some crazy stuff I did crazy but you gotta un- forgive everybody forgiveness is a big thing if you forgive really? everybody you pray for your enemies god will god will give you a breakthrough sometimes you need a break up to have a breakthrough sometimes you get a message to a message and a test into a testimony but i i realized that been on it was just not a good place it's poison yeah,
3: and thanks. uh i just so realized that was that it was
2: say. just i i had my apartment i was sniffing pills non-stop sniffing pills <laughs> Just drinking, going out every night, every single night. I was gambling a lot. I lost like $2 million sports gambling. I had to work for bad people. Uh, I'm lucky I'm, I'm alive. I'm lucky I'm, I'm not in jail. God's grace and favor was upon me. His hand was upon me. Mm. And uh, ever since I, I went to Baja, California, Mexico, to me, the best rehab in the world, 50000 for one month. But you get, you get what you pay for. You want a Beetle or do you want a Bugatti? I want a Bugatti. Right.
4: And someone like
2: me, that's very compulsive, I needed to go to the Michael Jordan of rehab. So I went there (laughs) and I'm being honest, bro. (laughs) But they did Reiki, they did massages, they did yoga, which I don't believe in any of that right now. They did a hyperbaric chamber, which is amazing. It heals the inside and outside of your body. And then they they did a thing called ayahuasca, which is powerful. You can get that in the United States of America. It gets to the root of the problem. And then I, they have a thing called ibogaine, which is illegal in America. Why? Because the government are punks. They're the real mafia. They're the real gang gang. Mm, I call them. Fact. So basically, they want you on Say all it for the people in the back. Yeah. You're not. you not. Yo. You're not going to. You're not going to say a lot of
1: for the people in the back. You're not going
3: to get arguments about that from us. Oh, I can promise no. you that.
2: <laughs> oh, I I yeah. Shouldn't. It, should It's. It. It's. But I, I basically want to tell people. Whoever is dealing with addiction, the hope dealer comes to bring hope, determination, and makes you realize you have your story is not over. So basically, anybody that's dealing with addiction should want to get out of that bubble and have a breakthrough in their life, get the calling, destiny, and assignment that they got for their life. So Ever since I came to Pennsylvania and I, got, I heard that whisper that said, I need you in Kensington, God has moved in my life mightily. I'm speaking on podcasts. I'm speaking. I'm going to rehab. I just got an opportunity to speak in Times Square. I got the chills. Like I, yeah, I'm doing revivals, awesome. big things that's are awesome. happening, and it's just the beginning. <laughs> I, I want to open up a rehab, sober living houses, and I just want to I want to preach the good news to people. Yeah. That, you know, I I just want to tell people depression, anxiety, God could heal, God could deliver you from anything. He delivered me from gambling addiction in a in a revival. So whatever you're dealing with. You don't give God ninety percent; you give him it all, and you'll see how he's going to clench you. I believe in God. Why? Because he did mighty things in my life. Because you just tell him more of you and less of me, and you see him. Trust me. You have to have an encounter with God so you believe him.
1: I got a question. I got a well. I, I'm not really a question. I got first of all, I got something that I want to say in regards to you know. I seen that that, that podcast that you did with. the uh,
0: with the uh recovering what's, that, what's
1: that what's podcast called bro recovering get, 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 addicts yeah, live. yeah we got we recovering, go. recovering addicts, addicts right? we gotta get their names on that seriously yeah, yeah. I already, um, yeah, I already
0: so, um I'm already subscribed to them so yeah. copy copy <laughs> so you it said there on there you said thirty four people in eight months
1: thirty four people at I'm eight up months up to, 45 got to
0: now. You forty five now out of those forty five are they all doing good or
2: you know. I, I keep in touch with. I'll be honest with you. One kid sold heroin in there. He got. He's going to another place.
0: Yeah.
2: But usually, every person I keep in touch with their grandmother. One of them is in Just Believe doing amazing. That's the cool. other one I sent uh, Pyramid. I send people. I have resources all over the world, like literally. Right. And I, I just tell people, if you if you have a person struggling with addiction, don't even tell them I'm coming. It's almost like. An I'm intervention coming in your house. <laughs> I don't want you. an yeah, intervention. I don't want them to know I'm coming. I like say your son was Frank was was dealing with addiction. I would tell him, "Come sit down with me. Let me tell you my story. Who I am. Where I'm. Where I came from. I want to help you. Look at me as an angel that got sent to you to save your life. God's here to help you. And I, I open up to him. Sometimes I don't talk about God because some people don't." Uh, receive it. Yeah. But I tell people, I want to see you get the calling. I don't, I want your parents to put their head on that pillow and know that that kid isn't going to die tonight because I have passion. And that's why a lot of people like me. I'm different because I, I show that I'm I hungry and you I'm can. passionate. I have, a, I, have a, I have a question real
1: quick. What, what's the what's the most challenging thing when you're 10 toes down in, in the trenches? What's the most challenging thing about approaching these people? that you don't know. What's the most challenging thing for you?
2: It it sounds cocky when I'm about to say nothing is challenging to me anymore. It's almost mm. like Michael I always say it. I'm like Michael Jordan with 5 seconds left. I'm going to I'm in the clutch. You're in the clutch. I I feel <laughs> I feel that way, Kev. I really do. I feel like... I
1: mean, you you
3: got Michael to. Jordan, mid-90s, though. We're talking, we're talking Jordan, mid-90s. We We're wizards, talking Pre about wizards Pre-wizards. We're talking about Bulls. <laughs> Jordan,
0: we're talking Clark about Jordan, Shaw, Jordan Pippen, Pippen, Rodman. Yeah, you know, Rodman, yeah. The dream
2: dog, team. Just, just making sure yes. we're... Everybody who's uh, listening... I'm on the same page, bro. I'm on the same page. I'm with it. I'm with it. Now, let me ask you... I basically just feel them out. I'm a, I'm from, I'm a street kid, man. I, I might not look like it, but I'm, I, I could read people really good. I could read oh. Frank. I could read Kevin. I could read you. I know what you're dealing with. I could feel your pain. I know what you dealt with. Like God gave me special gifts. He gives people special gifts. And he gave me a special gift to walk through the streets of Kensington, which a lot of people don't go down there when I go down there. I go down there at 11 o'clock at night. And I stayed up until 6 in the morning with my oh. friend at the cop from Brooklyn. Because he sees what i do and he likes it and he just follows me we hand out waters we hand out food we hand out clothes and we just we, i just i tell people who's desperate who's ready to surrender it seems like, who's like you, ready you to try play? to gain you
1: gain you gain the respect you gain their trust it's like you gain you, their like you, gained, you gained the rapport you know you yeah. build a rapport with these people you're in the trenches yeah. with them i think that's the I biggest thing you know what i'm saying you try to you try to you try to create some type of relationship to yeah. get you to that point i think that's phenomenal
0: Frank, you had a question on this? Yeah. Um, Do you think that you are so good at getting people to at least think about going to rehab and actually going is because you are a stranger. You're not the local people that they see in Kensington. And they're like, holy shit, somebody actually gives a fuck. They're not the person (laughs) yelling at them, get off the street, get off doing drugs. All all Uh Telling them what to do, but not how to do it. And when you have, it seems like when you're down there, you're not only telling them, hey, this is how you do it. I'm going to show you how to do it. And I'm going to be here for you. It doesn't matter if you have anybody behind you. I'm behind Uh you. And to me, like I was... I was reading some of your stuff and looking over you because I'm ex-military, so I try to do background checks on everybody.
2: Thank, <laughs> thank you for your service,
0: brother. Thank you. And I... It feels, because of your past experience, I mean, I, I've been through the shit, too. And people who go through trauma gain insight and can look at other people and see this person needs help and know that, when the judge that judgment turns off and where that judgment that, becomes uh, encouragement instead of criticism. And I think you're doing, you have to be doing good. You got 45 and eight months. So yeah, something's doing. And
2: I'm not even, I'm not even trying. That's the funny part. I tell God every morning, God, hallelujah. I tell him father, God, just lead the addicts to me. I just want more and more. And you just, I'll just be led by the Spirit to talk to them. I don't, I don't even try. It's very weird. Like people say, oh, you're cocky. I'm not cocky because God speaks for me. And I tell these people when I'm down there, God loves you. You're a human being. And I understand you have trauma and you might not have like a parents growing up, but God is your father. Jesus is your father. Jesus is your parent. And He's going he's to set you free from chains and shackles that have been on you. And they open up their eyes. They see the name Hope Deal on my window. I give them a card. I give them my number. And I told them, just like the Bible says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm, I'm my guide. Then I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll bring you to the rehab. And then I'll follow up to bring you to a sober living house. Then I'll follow up to make sure you're going to the straight path. And I, I, I follow them. I tell them, read the Bible. Read. Find what works for you. Find what works for you. If it's...
1: Right. Right.
2: Anything it's,
3: that works for you yeah. to
2: keep you off the streets, do it. So yeah, if- so to, to to piggyback I guess
3: off of that, I, I have a question for you. And one of my like I I've come up with I, I have a few questions obviously I want to ask and to sort of just be straight with you, like I'm I'm somebody who is I have faith, I, a big time believer in faith and I have my own struggles with religion which are completely separate from anything else. I believe in, I believe in faith. I believe in having a relationship with God. I, I believe in that. Like I'm hundred percent right. with that. My issue is more with religion, people who call themselves religious that I've seen in my lifetime be some of the most hypocritical people on the planet. And so for that reason, I've, I've taken myself away from things that I don't Girl. personally, you, you feel me? So I have a few questions and, and I'm going to ask you them straight up. And it's not I'm absolutely not think. being disrespectful with you It it's okay. all comes down to just questions that I have That I would like to know about And I feel like any listeners that we have That maybe are struggling with any sort of religion Or, or religious based yeah. ideologies Might be able to, you know what I'm saying? Like Might be able to relate
0: Which, so, is, which is true because out here You know, it's Mormon country 100%. It's Mormon country, but then it's a lot of people Who are The newer generation and their family's ex religious, but they're not really religious, so they're not really keen. So I, I would, you know, pick you off with of Jay's question: How do you do that when someone's not religious? How do you? I, I just that don't. One. I don't.
2: I don't push religion on people. I don't like that. Okay. I feel like there's levels. Uh-huh. Like I'm at a, I'm at that mid level of just exploding. I feel like I'm at that breakthrough where this is the season of Isaiah twenty two twenty two. I've been feeling. The doors are opening. <laughs> for all three of you, This is a word for you three. Isaiah 22, 22. I want you to read it. It says that it's basically you're going to have to open that right door. This is the season for the right door where you're going to have to use the right key. You use the wrong key. You're going to go down a bad path. But if you open up that right door, God's going to move in your all three of your lives like never before.
0: Uh, what was I that? I Isaiah now, what? 22?
1: Now, yeah, Isaiah. Jay, 22. Jay, you had questions, though, right? You had yeah, a couple, yeah, you had yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, Frankie kind
3: of asked one of the questions. I'm trying that to look asked, up so Isaiah. I, I'm, here. <laughs> I'm, no, no, it's all good. I got more. It's Listen, not, I, 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 I have a one.
0: TBI. I got a traumatic brain injury. So I'm still yeah, on. Got... I, I just remembered Isaiah, okay? I don't know the so, number. Uh, 22. 22. <laughs> so, 22. Yeah, so, so, like
3: 22. you said, pretty much. 22, the, 22. The, the 22. One question it. that I really wanted to ask was in reference to. Have you been in a situation before where, let's say, like, let's say somebody came to you and they wanted to be helped, you know, they want to be helped, but for whatever reason, they weren't interested in utilizing faith or the church? How 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 would you, how would you proceed to help somebody like that?
2: All right. So say I'm dealing with you. What's your name again? Jason,
3: brother. I'm sorry. My
2: friend, Jason, Jason. You got it. Hey, Jason. How are you? What are you struggling with? You'll say heroin. say. All right. I got multiple resources we could do. Can I see your insurance card? Let's call them. Let's see if they take your insurance. Let's see if they have a detox bed, residential bed. And you're going to say, all right, let's do this right now. All I want you to do is say, I understand. They call me the fisherman because once I have you hooked and you say, I understand, I have you right where I want to be. And then I tell you, we're going to have to do an assessment. It's going to take 15 minutes. Once they approve you, we'll bring you there. I'll drop you off. You can take my name and number. I'll be the reference to see how you're doing. And then after that, we'll have something set up. You could either move, because I don't think you should move back to Kensington. You should move to somewhere like your your family is, so they can watch you, guide you, lead you, direct you. And I won't talk. I won't talk about God. If you don't feel comfortable, I'll say, "Can I pray for you? You mind?" If you say, "Oh, I don't believe in that stuff," I'll do a different route. Okay. I'll be, cool. I'll give you. I'll be more like an Eric Thomas, or like uh, a less less Les uh less Robbins, uh, Tony Robbins, I mean, and okay, less oh, more, more motivational than
1: I'm... <laughs> right, right, right. I like that. Good. I like that. Less tea, you, you, you know you, You're strategic you, with your approach. You, you, yeah, you're not I, just yeah. one wing. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I like good.
3: that yeah. I like that because, I, you know, we we were talking about, you know, a lot of different programs that are out there for people that are alcoholics, the add, and, any addiction oh, of any kind. And infor- right. not unfortunately, let me rephrase what I'm saying. Many of them are specifically religious faith. I'll say faith. I'm not going to use the word religion anymore. I don't like the word religion. Right. I say faith-based, right? So... It's, it's kind of been my experience that sometimes maybe a faith my biggest issue with, with like twelve step, right? Like the twelve step program. You you've seen it, you know what it is, you know the deal. I
2: never went through it though.
3: But but you but you understand yeah, what it means, I, I right? know about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll giving yourself that. to my, a higher power. My, giving That's yourself over say. to a higher power. Now I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not against the idea of giving myself over to a higher power if yeah. I have an addiction. But I'm I'm somebody who I'm these my two dudes here have known me for Jesus Christ, 20 plus years, 20, 25 years I've known these dudes. And so they they know that I'm a control freak. So the idea of giving up your mom any you. power that I have. Was that again, sir? <laughs> my yeah. Here. We want to talk about mamas anyway. So <laughs> my point is, is that, you know, in general, I don't like the idea of giving up control of anything to anyone. And putting it in the hands of anybody, you know what I mean? So, so
2: I understand
3: so, that. So, so somebody like myself, let's say that, let's say that I had an addictive personality, which for the love of God, thank God I don't. Technically, like I don't, I can, I can drink a little bit, I can, and not be like, okay, I'm going to keep drinking. You know okay. what I mean? I can go That's like, alright, I'm going to have a beer. Okay, cool, I'm done <laughs> now. But if I had an addictive personality disorder, I might not be the best person to go in, which is why I like, I, I'm, I like the like I found other programs for people that aren't. Um, maybe on the faith side of things. Maybe they're just somebody yeah. who is, you know, somebody who's not sure, or even an atheist in some in some yeah. points. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I I personally wanted to ask you that question because I, again, I wanted to just see like what your feelings were on
2: it. Yeah, because I you, I you're I a minister. Deal, I don't deal with just faith based programs. I have like 60 programs in Pennsylvania. Maybe 30 of them are like 12 steps, but I have a lot of hookups in PA and New Jersey. A real lot. It, I have a, a, a rehab in Boston, Logan, Boston. Okay.
4: It's Mark, Wahlberg,
2: Mark Wahlberg's brother. I oh, have nice. Places, yeah. and I got some in Florida. But Pennsylvania, they have T, adult and team challenge. It's a one-year program. I love it. Why? Because it's one year. I don't like these. To me, I I think every rehab sucks in America. That's just me. <laughs> got you. I'm being real with you. I, I yeah, think they, yeah. they, they, they give you alternatives, like Vivitrol, Suboxone, Methadone, all this crap and
1: now that they're letting you oh, shoot man, up heroin man. in New York City? Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. bro, It's crazy. My- they give you a room like a cubicle my you go buddy, in really? and shoot oh, it up. It's crazy. It's oh, crazy. I got I, I got a, I got a follow-up question really quick. Um, um I, you know, I think this is something that that you know cuz I I come from I'm, I'm I'm a child of uh of uh of addiction. Like I have people around me that were addicts all my life, right? So my question to you is that, um, you know, obviously that person that's using has some type of trauma in their life. There's, there's the root of, of some some kind of root that's making them do that. Right. And they're going through their own situation, which is why they're, they're using, but it's also affecting those around them. They're 100%. Right.
3: How does.
1: Now that's, that's exactly what I was getting at. What? I want to ask you, what is the difference between
0: enabling an addict and helping an addict? That's what Come I want to And then, hold up, yep. and I would add the, a, a B, you know, when do you stop helping and then it becomes enabling? Right. You know, some people, they have the blinders on and they just keep... They don't enabling. even know they're enabling exactly. the person. I just dealt with... Right.
2: The, I, just, I just dealt with somebody in New Jersey I won't mention the name but yeah, his mom right. was enabling him and I said over the phone I did an intervention for the first time ever and I said I said his name and I said your mom is enabling you and I want to help you let me bring you to this place and this place that I gave him Elevate and he ended up going for 7 days which I don't think is a, enough time but I keep in touch with him now he's doing smart recovery on the phone he's doing things like he's trying to expands his mind. He's trying to right. open up doors. And, and the yeah. best thing to do is you, you have try. to understand an enabler. This person is enabling you. Like I see it all the time. It's either the girlfriend, the friend. Your friends aren't your friends. You realize when you get older, Kev. How many friends yes, do you really have? This is it. This is it, this is it right, right saying, here. You know? Really, you can that's you can it. Up, I got you can two. Count on your one hand. You know you have a, a good right. friend. Right. 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 Sorry, honey. Right. Not but, my friend. But my my not thing that. is you got to realize eventually you wake up, and my biggest word is you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you wake up and you say, I can't do this anymore. It's either jail, death, or freedom. And I, I tell people, I, I, I'm like your boy Jason. I, I, I think there are hypocrites in church, and but I, I stay in my own lane, and I, I try to change. Like People say, I feel that nudge now. Once you feel the nudge of the Holy Spirit, and somebody says, "Let's go out. Let's go to this club." I'm like, "Nah, I, I feel bad vibes going there tonight." Well, and what happens? Somebody gets shot there. So, so what like, do you I,
1: say? What do you say to? What do you say to the mother that's enabling that situation? So she, so what she do she you say continue. to her? What do you say to her that, hey, like you're you're enabling this situation. You're making the situation not worse, but you're stabilizing it for this person to continue using. it. Yeah. What do you I say that to that, that person? Like, yo. This is not helping. That situation,
2: we actually did, me and the guy I learned from, we did a, you ever heard of Ace Freely from Kiss? Yes. Yes. We, We did a big intervention on his daughter in Sparta, New Jersey. She did drugs for 30 years, free from drugs, done. No more drugs, nothing. But I basically, the biggest thing I would tell people, the only way you know you're enabling them is when they're having withdrawal and you give them money and you keep giving them money and you keep giving them money, mm. eventually something clicks in your head like, "Wow, I'm gonna kill my kid." And eventually, one day you wake up and say, "I'm not enabling him anymore." And then he either uh, goes against you or, or is drawn in and says, "I want to get free." But and is, is
1: money the only thing that excuses I that is, that that pretty much constitutes enabling? Like what if, Not really. what if like, say, what if I say, Hey, you know, like say, say if, if me, if I'm, I'm drinking, I'm going crazy. I'm sleeping on my, um, you know, I'm stepping out on my marriage and my wife going out there doing Coke, all this shit. I come back. My wife's let, my wife keeps letting me back. She keeps letting me back in while I'm I, doing all this. Is that enabling
2: or is that helping? 100%. I always tell, I had a girl in my car. She gets beat all the time. <laughs> And I'm sure she's going to want, want me to talk about it. And I, I told her, I was like, when are you going to, there's some women that just love it. I don't get it. And then you see a lamb chop. You see a lamb chop. Hey, honey, come here. Let's go out to dinner. And they brush you off. They, let, they It's almost like a woman likes when you're mean to them. It's almost like a turn on. So I, I told her, I was like, watch you break up with this kid and watch the doors that open up for you. And I prayed for her tonight. And I she said, I felt something weird when you were praying. I go, that's all that sandness. God is cleansing you and pur- purifying you. It's a lot of people. I believe in prayer. Prayer moves mountains. I prayed for my dad. I prayed for my mom. I pray for my enemies. I believe praying for your enemies is huge. But I believe enabling is huge. I believe it's hereditary. It's Sometimes it's hereditary. It runs yeah, through the right. family. Right, sometimes, right, right. Me, me, I'm big with physical mental abuse, sexual abuse, these are all traumas. Uh, uh, it's just, it, it, it's, all, it's a big verbally Verbal and really big.
1: Do you feel like maybe, you know, some person that's so used to their trauma, it's almost like if they don't have that trauma in their life anymore, they don't know how to act? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, in, in the case that I sent that I just said to you, like, maybe like <coughs> if, if, if I was, if my wife just, just come me off. Like, I can give you,
0: name? I can give you examples without he say, she said, you know, we have, I know a girl that was dating my brother and for drugs, she would sleep with my father has been happening on for years and it still continues. Wow. She gets free drugs. He takes videos, pictures, has sex with her. And she was my brother's girlfriend. <laughs> so it, it is. And that's just that's just that. so those are, you yeah. know, what do you say to that? And the per- and the worst part, she's a nurse. She's a really good nurse, but when She's done. She, she, it's like she has no choice but to go back for to get that wet because that's her drug of choice. That PCP, that and, and you know
2: what? What I feel, I feel a lot of drug addicts and a lot of people in the world, and I, I feel it like strong. They don't know what love is, and I'm going to say it on this podcast, and it is what it is. I never got told I love you, so you that's why to- I show so much love. I show a lot of love to people when I'm out there in the streets. So my parents used to just give me money. That's why I have no, like, I love money. And in the Bible, it says you can't serve God and serve money. So now I'm serving God in a good way. And look what he's opening up doors. I got donated everything in my house. I didn't have to pay for one thing. Furniture, I paid for my couch. That's it. (laughs) So it's just, I believe in just, I really believe in the power of prayer. Like, I believe in it strong. I believe. I had a big encounter, my friend, Noelani Forres, I'll mention her name. She was in a coma, brain dead. This is why I believe I had an encounter, my friend Ray Ray, I don't know if uh, Kev knows him, Ray Ray Forres. he died at 33, she was in the hospital at 33, I got free from drugs at 33, and Jesus Mm -hmm. died at 33. So I was up there, I was praying for her, I had her feet, and my hands were burning. She brain dead, coma, everything. And I said, Father God, I ask you to regulate everything in her body right now in the name of Jesus. Restore, replenish her, every single body part. Come a, come alive. And I felt Ray Ray on my shoulder. And that's when I knew she was going to be awake. Month later, two months later, she woke up. She said Ray Ray was in the room. And now she's mm. in rehabilitation. And, you know, she doesn't believe in God. But you want to know what I tell her? Whatever you believe in, whoever woke you up, Thank you, God. I tell her, thank you, God. And she believes in the you, universe. Thank you, the universe.
1: You were like you were like that. I'll thank him for you. I'll thank him for you real quick. Don't you have, God,
2: you, God. Have, you <laughs> have all the belief. You don't need
0: nobody else. You have the belief. No. Nah. Well, whatever I you mean, believe I, in, you walk in
3: it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'll tell you again. It's, it's just, and it's the, it's how I feel about it as well. I think that if you're a good person, if you're a good person and you lead as a good person, you do good things, regardless of what your, what your faith is, regardless of what you believe in, as long as you choose to live your life as a good person, that's enough, in my opinion. I try. You know what I mean? Like, that, and it's and honestly, whether whether God is involved or not, what you're doing is beautiful, and right, it's something right. that it, man. it's some it's something you that, you for that exactly man. it's it's something it's a beautiful that, thing, bro. That I just can't
1: really.
3: I I can't say enough how right. how amazing it is to do this to look at look at other people and say, I care more about them than my own self. So I'm going to step outside of myself to help them.
0: Yeah. So right. that
3: alone to me is enough for me right. to say, you know.
1: Yeah. Tip I'm, my I hat I know, to you, bro. Tip my hat respect. to you, man. I ain't, got
3: the, I ain't got the cap on, but.
1: Yeah, respect. yeah. And well, it, I mean, with, with I, all that said, I mean, we ain't got that much time for us. So. Well, I just got, so I, I wondered, have, I have a little bit. Right, I, wanted to I, I, ask I, got, I got one
3: more question too. When you're done, Frank, I got one more bro.
0: Um, yeah, my, my thing, I'm, I'm big on vets. I'm not. a, am not a real big. I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big people person. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I, I want. You know, I just want to know. Like, I know there's vets out there, and how many are you helping? One and two. Well, I know. I know you helping them, but to help them right, try going to the VA. Most of them I'm don't go into
2: the VA, bro.
0: Most of these guys I'm going. See, most of these guys they do not have insurance because a lot of them are Vietnam. And back then, uh, they didn't. Now there's a law so when you leave the, the service, you automatically get into the VA. Bef- I can, when I got out, yeah. you literally had to sign, you had to fill out, mine was 20-page application just to get on it. And then wow. for, the, for the first years I was only making four hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, I remember that. So was a when minute,
3: I, he was, he was waiting for that. When, when I, I came here,
0: the hot this VA hospital, um, plus with the DAV, that's another organization you should look I got into. It. The I DAV. Know, I looked into it already. Um, a lot in each state, the VA. Sometimes they each ones are different. Sometimes they'll. And New York, Philly, probably these major areas—they uh-huh. set money aside for like rehabs and everything. They have uh-huh. each most VAs they have a like a psych ward kind of, but uh-huh. it's 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 for anybody with mental health, drugs, yeah, rehab. Uh-huh. I I was I kind of was in there, but then I had a CPAP, so I had to go to another facility. Um, so. If you need help with vets trying to get in contact, certain facilities, you know what I'm saying, I got your email. We'll keep it up because yeah, so for me, I, I only have for you. All right. Because I like vets and a lot of us get they fucked don't over. Them.
2: Yeah, yeah. We get fucked over. Big time. I got to tell you something quick if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Please, I, uh, please. Actually, I was on a podcast then. This lady reached out to me from New Mexico. She's okay. a VA. She says, nobody's helping me in New Mexico. And the funny part is I know a guy really good. With my past. his name is Demetrius Early. He does big things in New Mexico, which is crazy that she reached out to me. She's from New Mexico. so She's like, I, I don't know what to do. I said, go to the VA hospital because the VA hospitals I always send vets to because it gives me time to think where I could bring them next. Yeah. I told her, get your state insurance. Get it rocking and rolling. She got her state insurance before she went in the VA hospital. She has. She's going to meetings. She's reading her Bible, and she said, "She was like, it actually makes me tear up a little bit." She goes, "You're the reason why I want to live." And I go, oh, "No, I'm so not sad. the reason. I'm I'm just a vessel and a messenger." You're the vessel. Wow. Yeah, but, yeah a, but, stuck, but to a lot man. of us vets, I'm
1: clapping out here in these
3: I'm clapping out
0: these bro. The see, a lot that's of us vets, suck. even if we I have somebody like my wife, is literally right here. My wife, see, I could touch her, He's but her <laughs> even though we're this close, for vets, we're miles apart, right? And it mm. and it doesn't happen like like some like and it can happen within minutes. Minutes, well, we're close, we're loving, and then all of a sudden, get the fuck uh-huh. away from me! And you know, a lot of us we don't want to ask for help, so going down there and especially if you see a vet that's kind of stubborn. Be stubborn back, but in a respectful way, and you will get as much as they are. Especially with Marines. Marines, they kind of uh-huh. they, they get in your face. You get in their face, but if you do it respectfully, a Marine would be like, all right, I respect you, and then he will remember your name, your face, what you look like, and if you get a good one, especially because soldiers, they want to serve. So if you can get one that on your side, on the streets, trying to, you know – just doing that little sub recruiting for you and be like, "Hey, do you know anybody? I got you." You give me, so you give them something.
2: Vets. I'm be, I'm very happy, brother. Vets. Me and my ex girlfriend, she's very high on vets, and uh, we're, I'm very high on them. And I got the opportunity for the Super Bowl. Me and my friend are going to the Victory House, where all the vets are. We're gonna bring food. We're gonna watch the Super Bowl with them. So okay. I'm gonna minister to them. I'm gonna pray for them, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna speak life into them. And tell them I'm gonna. I speak a sound mind over their ma- mind. I ask for you to touch their mind. I touch. Ask you to touch their soul, spirit, and just resonate in them, Lord. And I just, I just want to speak into their mind to make them realize they are a person. And I appreciate what they did because nobody appreciates the best out there. nobody. In so, any
1: capacity, which is fucking ridiculous.
2: It is. It's these people it
3: are like Yeah, literally. I remember when Frankie. I remember when Frankie first went overseas, and mm-hmm. like, and and Frankie, Frankie basically, and my mother, like my mother's, Frankie's basically like my mom's other kid, and so Frankie pretty much told her like, "Hey, mom, I put you on my insurance information, so yeah, if she... I die overseas," <laughs> I remember that conversation. I was about to smack you when you said that. Well, I had no like, choice. No, she no, but still, but this still, one divorced me. It doesn't, it doesn't, she
0: divorced me.
3: It doesn't matter. The point I'm trying to make is that so I had to give it to that, someone. Is that no? You did, and then and then you was like, "Yo, Jay, I got you on here too." I was like, "My dude, I had Kevin and Jay one on more there." Time, and I told him, I said, "If you talk about this one more time, I swear to God, I'm gonna punch you in the face."
0: Listen, because the, the you're, minute you're she you're my, left you're me, you're my
3: brother. I don't want to hear, uh, about "Mommy, Kay, like, keep the, keep the money, keep, keep the money, and bring your dumb ass back home." Well, I That's no, I no. Want. See,
0: when you go overseas, you have no choice. But I am, I know. you have no choice. It, to Get to life insurance. You have to get life thing, insurance automatically. Now, well, Frankie, we separated. Just, so who else am I to give it to? I had to put no, a name. Fra- it was Frankie, mommy, I, and I then after you. mommy dead, it was you and Jay. I mean, you and Kevin. I feel, I, I feel you, but here's the thing. Again, but now it's this none of my, y'all. This is, this
3: is my this is my point. When when you Frankie at the time, especially you 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 are not exactly the same as how you used to be. Oh hell no! You're 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 more grown up now. When you talk about certain things, but back in the day, it was like, "Oh yeah, you know, if I die." It was like, "Nigga, are you serious right now? Like, yeah. can you not?" Talk like, about let, let's you not dying, talk about that, please. Can you not? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to eat a sandwich right now, homie. Why would we talk yeah, about right? you getting shot?
1: We just had and a f- crave case from White Castle. Then, Why the and fuck you saying? And, <laughs> and then
3: this, and then this, I fool, miss White this fool, this fool reaches <sighs> out to me. Yo, know, this fool reaches out to me and he goes, "I, I think, Kev, I think you might have been there." He's like, "Yo, um, he he just got home." He's like, yo, yo, check this out. He shows me a big-ass, thick piece of shrapnel. It was 11 like inches long. Brolic-ass piece of shrapnel. I was like, yo, where'd you get that from? He's like, yo. I was, in the back of hum- back. I was in the back of the Humvee, right? <laughs> and I had my head back like this. And all of a sudden, I heard, and he's like, I picked my head up. Bam, right there into the Humvee, that big-ass, thick piece of shrapnel. Yeah, I was sitting, like, a, I
0: was like, in dude, the back I'm of a. This is not dinner
3: conversation. I was in the back
0: of a striker, you- and we thought we had a, an RPG attack. And it turned out to be a an IED. So our stupid little munchkin midget of a fucking squad leader, he was like five four, and he takes a pickaxe and he's just digging at this IED, and he hits it, but it's two hundred and fifty pounds, so it's not you know a couple of tights ain't gonna go off. So we had a we had a tiger team. All they do is go around Iraq and just explode shit up. There were six IEDs on the other side of the of the bridge. They had to clear. They cleared that one. It took about six about six pounds of uh, Simtex to blow it up. And I'm out. I'm in the back of the hump, my striker, and I'm taking a video because I ain't got nothing else to do. And my boy next to me is like, "Yo, they're about to, you know, let it go." I'm like, "I know. Why do you think I'm up here?" He's like, you got to stick your head down. I was like, I'm good. And as soon as it went boom, he grabs my fucking shit, rips me down. And all you heard was, boof. And I go back up, and the MREs boxes that were behind me had a shrapnel of 11 inches that would right where my neck was. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he, but, Sergeant White, yeah. if he's still around, because a lot of guys from my unit that we got back, a lot of them... Died, a lot of um, suicide overdoses. It wasn't a we didn't have a lot of uh, good turnaround. Uh, we already had fifty six people from that platoon already gone um, from Iraq. So coming home, I, I was I was lucky I was home. So talking about oh, look at this shit for me it was nothing. Um, but I am happy and I am glad that you are giving voices to these vets. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how big you don't have to scream their name nothing. All you have to do is ah. look at them and show them that hey, you're a fucking human being and then
2: I yeah. just want them to let, know that they're worthy, they're worthy to live. Yeah.
0: And a lot of I these have, older guys, they don't believe they are. They came home to no, get spit in the face, called baby killers and uh. they hadn't a lot of them got their houses foreclosed because businesses at the time weren't Vietnam friendly and they got kicked out of the house. And this,
3: this is all they know. My, um, well, you, Theo Andy, yeah. my uncle is a retired Marine, 30 years. This is how much of a military dude he is. Marines, then army. He literally <laughs> did both services back to back. And SWAT. Because he did, yeah. And, and yeah, well. It, and yeah, correction it's SWAT. SWAT. It's, it's not called SWAT though. It's called, um, It's 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 a it's a different name, but it's 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 for SWAT for the East Coast. It's SWAT. So
0: corrections, nigga. So he's
3: he's my godfather. He is he is. When Frank said he was joining the military, my uncle pretty much was like, "Whatever you need," because again, he's doing this. Nigga taught me water
0: tactics. I'm yeah, like, you know, I'm going to the
3: army. We don't deal
0: with water. He's, he would put he's me in yet. his pool with a book bag and teach me how to go up in the water, down into the water, back my up without, is, without creating hardcore. water. Hell like hell.
3: Right? Be- great great man. He helped raise me. He's my, <laughs> yeah. he's my godfather. He helped raise me, taught me how to shoot. I love him. He's he's my second father, right? This dude, I remember the story that he told me because I was interviewing him for a class that I was doing when I was doing a, 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 journalist, a journalism class. And in the journalism class, I interviewed him about his experiences coming home from Vietnam and, and some of the stuff that he went through. And one of the stories that he tells me about, and again, this is in the early 70s, early 70s, like late 60s is when I believe Vietnam Finished. 60, what was it? About 69, 68, 69. 68, 69. Right. Right? So this is like 1970-ish, 72, 71. Um, he was stationed in um, South Carolina, I believe at the time. Um, and when he went to a restaurant with my aunt. My aunt is Puerto Rican, he's Puerto Rican, but my aunt is like white, like white, white Rican, where he is darker than I am. They went to a restaurant and, and they refused to serve him. He not only called the nigger, but he was, he was. they refused to serve him. Mind you, he's fr- just came out of the base. He's in full uniform, full uniform. And they literally were like, "We'll." S-, they went to my aunt and said, we'll serve you, but that nigger is not allowed here. <laughs> Oh. I, I I think about that and I and it drives me crazy because I don't understand how you could not respect the veteran, regardless of your racial, you know, insensitivity or racial assholeness. Let's call it how you could how you could not respect the person that is willing to die for your freedom and your ability to do and believe what you believe. So I agree. You know what I mean? Like I I, I agree with that hands down. I got one question <laughs> left, and that's and I'm done though. My question is Keep this: coming. Right. Keep My coming. Keep coming. No, no, my question is this. What is, uh, can you give us one of, like, the, I I guess, most aggressive cases you've ever dealt with? Like, an I mean, like, you might have to throw hands with this dude who's, like, a drug addict or somebody that you're legit trying to help, but it it might almost come to you having to
2: choke him out to chill out. Or did he even, or or anything even Uh, come close to that? I had one of them. I had one of them in Brooklyn. He wasn't really, I don't really, it's weird. Nobody really stalks me. Very weird. And I'm not even that big. I'm not big at all. I just, I'm very good with my words. Sure. I make them like, feel comfort, comforted. But this kid was like, I don't want to talk to you. i was like, brother, I just want to speak to you for two minutes. I'm not trying to force you. I just want to speak to you. He, he, so he said, I understand. That's all I need you to tell me. Just tell me I understand. But he was just coming at me strong. And I had him, I had him leveled up already. He was getting punched in his throat one shot. And I was just, I was just, I, I, I know what I'm going to do before I even fight you. Like, even if I, you're not going to fight me. So basically, I just told them, I'm just here to help you, buddy. I was told by your mom and dad that you're out of control. You, 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 they can't handle you. They want to send you away. But I tell, I tell them, just come down, sit with me. We can go for lunch or we can sit in your house, wherever you feel comfortable. He's like, I really don't want to do this right now. I'm, I'm binging. I need something. I go, what, whatever you got to do. Take a boxing so you feel comfortable. Do not do heroin. Take a boxing for now. Sit down with me. So I, because if you do heroin, I don't know if you're going to do you know, I, I bought somebody to Newark. I had to wheel him in because he did heroin in the bathroom. So it's like, you don't know what they want. They get nervous when they know they're going to go away, and they do that last fix. So I just tell them, sit down with me. That was like the biggest thing maybe I had. The kid was like, get away from me, jerk off. I'm like, bro, I'm here to help you. I ain't, I ain't your enemy. I know you. I know you don't trust people because you're an addict. I've been there, and I don't trust people still sometimes. But I go, buddy, I'm here to help you, and and it opened up and he went away. But nobody ever really. Maybe one time in Kensington, I was like, buddy, you mind if I pray for you? And he took out a pipe, I, and I looked at him. I go, bad move. I go, I go, bad move, buddy. I looked at him right in his face. I was like, bad move, pal. And he just backed up. <laughs> but but they, they look for the weak people in Kensington. When you're sleeping, they rob you for your money, your phone, and your drugs. It's every day down there. The third world country. Like, it's really, really, it's worse than Patterson, worse than Irvington, Camden. Hey, hey. It's, it's like Chicago, how killing is, but with drugs.
0: Hey, I'm a product That's of crazy. Patterson, okay?
2: Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, dro- I drove girls in Patterson. <laughs> and,
0: and Union, because I went to St. Gerard's in uh, in Union over there in Patterson. I was a choir. I buddy. know Patterson
2: really good. So do I. Told why.
0: I used to hang out over there by the far, by the waterfall. <laughs> <I'd> chill, <laughs> but I used to go to Banana
2: King a lot when I went down there. Yeah. Before I picked up the girls, I would have an empanada and a smoothie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I, the last place I was locked up in was in Patterson. I went down, I was in a uh, uh, jail. Dead over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sit my up. next stop. And I'll then be down there real soon. You, you need to hit <laughs> up, maybe look up uh, St. Eve's in Patterson. It's right around. It's, I, I, it's right around. i to go down there. It's right across the street from the jail. And it's right around the corner from the oh, let no but I was here, no because when I was jail, no when I was homeless
1: right
0: not because when I was homeless they were the only people you got what I'm saying they're the only people that, that. took me in they were religious but they mm. didn't push the religion and then on the around the backside is where they had their their rehab there they have a facility there yeah. so that. they did they helped me out until I got on my feet until I got back into construction sure. So, like I said, it's St. Eves. It's right there on Main Street. Uh, it's on Main Street and Grand Avenue. It's right across the street maybe, from.
2: Maybe you could come down there with me, brother, if you would like to. We'll go for dinner and we'll go down there if you want.
0: That's what's up. All right, Kevin, some. you coming? You coming up to New York? Mm, hell no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's too cold up there, bro. I'm out here I'm chilling my life. Man, living my man life. Man, man. The hell nah,
2: man.
1: nah, son. <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> Yo, I was thinking about maybe something.
2: You got weak? Nah, nah, hell no. The What's man is about? weak because he's a Knicks
0: fan. That's why. Uh, uh, he uh, get, he get, he the Jazz just, just beat the Knicks. Like, the, the Jazz always. just beat the Knicks. I, I know. It's scary Jazz. I'm
1: gonna wrap this up right now, yo, Scott. Thank you for coming on, talking to us, bro. Appreciate Blessing it. us. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. I think whoever listens to this is gonna get something out of it, and that's what we wanted to do this for. So I greatly appreciate you. Thank you for doing what you do, man. Because I mean, exactly. you know, spirituality aside, what
0: you're doing is a beautiful thing, bro. Thank Absolutely. you so Thanks. much. And if you have anything I, I, that you need to like, oh, this oh, happened. Also, yeah, please, if, yo, if you can real quick, um, all your
1: social medias, whatever you got info, right yeah. now, please yeah.
0: please let us know what they are right now. If and can. if you have anything like, oh, shit, something just happened I, and you want to talk about it, hit Kev up and then he'll let me know and then we'll, we'll February, share it up. February 19th, we're
2: going to have a bigger uh, outreach in Kensington at McPherson Square, they call it the Park. I Needle call park. it Needle Park, but Needle Park, yeah. But I'll, I'll be out there. Uh, my main goal is, I make up a number and I go get it. I listen to what God says. I heard five, so five people are gonna go to rehab that day. So
3: I, I know what happens.
2: I just, I go down there. We minister. We play music. We feed, uh, feed people. People cater food. We we give them uh, clothes, and we just we tell them like. We just pour out love. That's that's what we, we're supposed to do. Just love on people and make people realize that they are a person. That they, that they could get out of the trenches. I use I love using that word trenches. That's what's up. That's
1: what's up. What's your what's your what's your socials?
2: What's your social medias out there? We well, got it? Scott Scott Mannheimer, and It says Hope Dealer, and then you got mm-hmm. SD Block 69. And then I'm I'm gonna have a website open in the next month. It's gonna have all my podcasts on it, all my pictures on it. And the contact information where you can put your name, if anybody's looking
3: to go to rehab, it would be an honor
2: for me to come down to your city or state. And I I don't care where it is, Florida, wherever it is, if you need help. I could have a driver pick you up to go to rehab we, we could have a three-way call with whoever you're close to Kev, anybody yeah there's, you a, a, there's, three-way call a, there's a lot you, of people you know?
0: down here a lot of Coffee. homeless and a lot of Coffee. you know people like I said you Can talk to top? the people yeah you talk to the people up in Ogden it's yeah Ogden is about 45 minutes up from here and it's it's worse than Ogden yeah. here so uh,
2: so i'm I'm ready to, I, like the Bible says here I am send me I'm down to go wherever you tell me That's where there's so. bad places, I
0: want to go. I like you, going to bad neighborhoods. You come to Utah. When you come, literally, when I you come to Utah, it, to it literally
2: looks... I
0: do. The clouds part and the sun comes down. It really looks like a holy, like when you see those... Uh, <laughs> Those holy things like those, what is remember the shit? Yeah, the Hallmark cards, and you see like the clouds, and then the sun just comes right through. Dude, I was driving home and it happened. Yo, it was we a, gotta stop, we gotta stop. Was... Yo, Scott,
1: my man, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for it. I'm gonna hit you up later. We're gonna talk a little bit about that afterwards, bro. Okay?
2: I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Stay up. It was a, it was a right, pleasure, was we'll Much love, bro. Much good much love. talking to you, bro. I appreciate man. you guys. Thanks a lot. All Take all it all easy, good boy. Right.
4: in the city of angel lonely as i am together we cry i travel the street